to Joshua's, hang on, I have a left-right problem. Hang on, is it my left? To Joshua's left. I have Charles Forsman, publisher of Oily Comics and uh, T-E-O-F-T-W. That has been published by Fin Graphics Books. It's a bestseller, I believe. Well, they're they're out of them. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Charles, I believe you can say the full title. I, I don't think I, I'm allowed um, to. Am I, am I allowed to? Is, is there anyone under 18 here? Yeah. Okay, please it's, don't. It's the end of the something world. <laughs> and then we have uh, Bethany and Ruben Romero, writers of, writers of the Agency. Hi, everyone. And then John E. Roberts, who's a co-founder of Comixology and director of Comixology Smith. <laughs> then myself, I'm Chip Mosher of the VP of Communications Marketing at Comixology. Need too much coffee, man. He's a star of his own comic. He wants people to read his comic, but doesn't know how. Creators like this inspired us at Comixology so how many people in he in the audience were familiar with Comicsology Smith before coming to this panel? How many people are not familiar with Comicsology Smith at all? So Comixology Submit is Comixology's self-publishing platform. Uh, it's a platform where you can take your finished work, your comic, graphic novel, or manga, upload it uh, to our platform. We curate your work for uh, quality, uh, both file uh, quality and content. Uh, it's a five-year contract, it's a 50-50 profit split uh, that's non-exclusive. And that was the uh, little commercial that we did with uh, Shannon Wheeler, the creator of Too Much Coffee Man. Uh, and this is what uh, submit.comicsology.com uh, is like. We uh, premiered and debuted uh, Comicsology Submit at South by Southwest in 2013. Uh, and since its inception, we've put up 2,000 uh, comics, graphic novels, and manga on our platform with over 100,000 uh, pages released. We have uh, works from 33 countries and six out of seven continents. Oh, sorry. Any glasses? Uh, we're waiting for a submission from uh, from Antarctica. Okay. Who's, who's moving to Antarctica first? No one? Okay. Okay. We got one. Okay. 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 So far in 2014, uh, Comixology Submit's number five in all downloads of content released, and number 10 in gross revenue. And uh, recently we passed one million downloads of Comixology Smith Project. So when you submit your work and get accepted through Comixology, we feature you on our, uh, on our feature page. We uh, send out review copies to select uh, people in the press. And this year we've done three bundles, aggregating uh, 80 to 100 books from the Smith program and offering them uh, for $10. That's been 
very successful for us. We started doing this at South by Southwest at the one year anniversary. We continue uh, to do this again at uh, Comic-Con International this past July, and recently at SDX, we did a bundle uh, that was also wildly successful. So who here uh, is interested in, uh, in creating comics, or is currently creating comics? Wow. And who here wants to put those comics up on Comicsology? Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, so why don't we start with uh, Josh, what? who's uh, uh, the bomber. I am so sick. I want everyone to know that all my days are not me taking Franken, but I'm really sick. So if I stop. Did you take any cold medicine? I did. I did not take a sleepy time, which is unfortunate because, <laughs> my God, did I need sleepy time. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead, Jake. What do you want to ask me, Jake? So the bunker. <laughs> yeah, I knew that book. So you uh, co-created with uh, Joe Infernari. There you go. Perfect. And, uh, and it debuted on Comics Television in 2013. It did. I believe uh, issues one through five uh, made up our best seller. Yeah. I believe it was five to top ten. Yes. And so. <laughs> I'm waiting for the question, Jake. Why did you choose to put the bunker up on Tom Sullivan? Um, so I've been making comics for, this is my 14th year making comics. Um, and I've done, uh, I've done graphic novels that self-published. I've worked for uh, Red and Hound published a graphic novel of mine, uh, Marvel, DC, uh, Arkea, Boom, IDW. Like, I've worked for everybody. Um, and, you know, I do work that's sort of outside the purview of a lot of publishers. I do odd stuff. I do complex stuff. And um, Bunker was a project that Joe and I, you know, we created together, and we were in love with it. Like we really, it just was so exciting to us. And we would pitch it. Uh, we pitched it to a bunch of publishers. Um, and both Joe and I both have Eisner nominations. We both have Harvey Award nominations. Um, and you know, we have track records. Like we've been selling books for each of us for more than more than a decade. And um, one particular publisher, who will remain nameless, uh, we pitched them Bunker. And the response we came back was, um, there's no audience for a book this smart. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I got really, really, really got me mad. Like I was so angry about it. Because it's just not true. There, first of all, I'm not that smart. I'm very dumb. Um, for example, how I got and gave myself worse food like was not sleeping for two days. It really is not cool. Um, but you know, beyond that, like there is an audience. Like comics is made up specifically comics is made up of the smartest people in the world. Just by nature, the fact that we read, like just by reading, we're like way above like normal people. So to say that uh, to say that there's no audience, it, it, it like literally. We stopped talking to publishers. Like I was so mad that I was like, I'm going to show you because I'm going to do this myself. Like I'm Joe and I are going to put together our limited resources and we're going to put this out into the world and we're going to show you that there's none. Um, and so while we were doing that, it was you know submitted just started and it started gaining steam and you know so we decided we talked about it and what we decided to do is we were going to release it digitally ourselves and then also like, so we did PDF downloads on our own site. 
um, and to Islamology. And um, so obviously the, there was two results now. One is we self-published it, which led to a four-way bidding war for the, you know, for the television rights. Like we literally were, had people fighting with each other and like money lined up the door for free. So like that's something that happened because of, that was a book that nobody wanted to take a chance on. And it happened because we controlled it and because it was our book. So we didn't have a publisher saying, well, I'm going to be the executive producer, despite having nothing to do with the book or Hollywood at all. And so like, we got to actually have the power to control it. And number two, because we put it into the market, we got to show people like there is a market. You know, We very quickly became, like the, the week it came out, I was really rambling, I'm sorry. No, I'm very <laughs> the week it came out, um, I was writing uh, an event for Marvel called Hunger which is Galactus eating the ultimate universe, which when you hear it, like, that sounds awesome. It's so cool. I want to read that book. Um, it's Rick Jones. He goes to, uh, goes to um, uh, Shake Shack. Anyway. Um, so that, that book came out the same day, or the same week as Vulture. And if you look at the Comixology top ten, Vulture uh, was number five or number four, and Hunger was number six. And I literally had it. It was like, I remember I called Chip and I said, like, I've been doing this wrong. Like, why have I been wasting my time working for other people when I could be working just as hard for me and I actually benefit from it? You know, so all that hard work and all the fighting and everything we did, like, my life is so much better because of it. Whereas, like, I worked for Marvel DC for five years and it's like, it was fun. Thing, paid my mortgage, paid my bills, but like by focusing on myself, by using the resources that Comicsology offers, like I got to build the career that I wanted instead of the career that you're given. Because the career that you're given is never the career that you want. So Josh, I, I believe the panel. I'm sorry, what was the question, Chip? <laughs> <laughs> I believe the panel applauded. <laughs> we did a couple weeks ago. I think you succinctly wrapped it up as Comicsology Smith changed your life. Did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the chip We're putting it on the website. <laughs> Whether it's true or not. Just a picture of me smiling. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Chuck, can you tell us a little bit about Oily Comics? It's your. Um, uh, it's uh, the word that. Micropress, is yeah. that what they call it? Yeah, that's the word that. That's and you're a cartoonist word. yourself that, yeah. that publishes Oily Comics, publishes other people's work through your micropress. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, I went to the Center for Cartoon Studies, and their uh, whole curriculum is about self-publishing and making publications and doing it by hand, the whole shebang. Um, so I came out of there self-publishing in 2007, so I've been doing that. Um, and, uh, and about two years ago, I started Oily Comics. I started doing serialized missile mini comics at the end of the Something World, and um, the reaction I got was really big. Um, so I, that made me start Oily Comics. I asked my friends, you know, all these artists that I love, uh, I figured I could make, uh, I could get people to see them. More eyes were coming to me. I wanted to, to, to have my friends uh, get their bad balls too. Um, and so that's what I do. I, I do my own comics and I, and I publish my friends. And they're all like um, printed in my house and I, I fold every week and they do anything. Um, and uh, and then Submit came along, like, I got a tablet, and that 
digital economy. I didn't. I wasn't against them or anything. I just never thought I would ever be like that. But once I had a big enough screen on a tablet, it was like, oh, okay, I get it. And now I read tons on there. And um, and you know, I live in like all comics. That's what I play. And it, it's really easy to be secluded in that. And submit for me was an opportunity to get in front of different eyeballs um, because you know the stuff I get isn't. You know, I'm the stuff I print gets in like 20 comic shops. Diamond's not gonna you know, distribute any comics, which is fine, whatever. <laughs> but all the mini comic distributors, all the mini comic distributors are gone now, right? Yeah, well, full test, is full test over? No. I use Tony Shen was the last. I use Tony Shen. He's like a one man machine. I don't know how he does it. I know he's uh, John Portman and Sitcom. Um, and they, they, I mean, they do great work. They don't even want shops. So for me, I'm interested in, in crossing over into a different audience. So for me, submit was like a great way for me to be uh, to get my books in front of uh, different eyeballs that would just never see my books. And we have a ton of your books in the SPX bundle. A ton yeah. of them. Yeah. And, and have you have you gotten a, a, any response from that from from fans or? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I I I've heard it mentioned on you know some of the books. I'm hoping the artists are getting, getting emails and stuff. But yeah, yeah, I always get reactions from people that you know, send me emails. They're like, whoa, this is amazing and stuff. So, so it's good. I, I think it's, you know, I'm probably not selling a ton of books, but it's, you know, it's getting in front of new people, which excites me. And then uh, one of the oily books that I really liked was uh, Tell God to Blow the Wind from the West, which is a story about 9-11, which just, you know, put my hair on end. Well, the agency is essentially Harry Potter meets Mission Impossible minus the wands. So our government has created an agency called the International Agency of Magic to kind of combat magical terrorists. So we had a, a different situation. We, you know, unlike these prestigious gentlemen with these elaborate, wonderful careers, I think it's important to kind of reiterate to everyone in the audience that doesn't have that, tra sorry, that training or that background that you can still submit on Comixology. It's still available to everybody out here that just wants to put their story out there like we did. Um, three years ago we came up with the idea to put this book out there. We tried and tried again very many times to make sure that the book was to the level that we wanted it to be as far as artwork and story went back to the drawing board many times. And we were actually lucky enough to have a publisher that gave us the opportunity to publish the book. but. We felt like, again, like you were saying, we, we might as well do it on our own and just kind of see what's out there because nobody's going to put the love into your book like you are. So if you don't have all of these great opportunities or all this lengthy career, you can still put your story out there by submit, you know, through Comicsology. It is a wonderful, wonderful platform that gives, you know, independent comic creators that avenue to put, be able to, to put their books out there for the entire United States and more to see something that you would have never been able to do. Yeah, right. I mean, like she said, like she mentioned, you know, we, we don't have, you know, 14, 15 years in the industry. We started off as screenplay writers, and unfortunately, our imaginations don't let us write independent movies, you know, 500 Days of Summer, you know, for a few love stories, stuff like that. 
we just we think really outside of the box and um, and just big budget type of deal. And we just thought, what a better way to move, you know, what a medium, what a better medium to use than comic books to tell our story. And unfortunately, uh, you know, we did have, uh, you know, we were fortunate enough to have a publisher who said this story is great. I want to put it out there. Uh, but once we started doing that, they just didn't feel like they were putting the right amount of love and attention into it. And you know, Comicsology submitted really did give us the platform to do that. Really gave us you know the opportunity to not only put it out there to get it in front of eyeballs that would have never seen it, um, but also just making sure that we were giving them the the, the right amount of work. You know, the the, the the quality of work that should be putting be put out there. So not only do they give you the opportunity, but they make sure that you know the property is up to standard. Yeah, that's one thing that I will have there. It's not, I mean, I'm sure every publisher or opportunity like that is selective, but the best part that I've experienced with Comixology is that their critique is constructive criticism to improve your viewers' experience. So everybody thinks their own book is great. That's, if you don't, don't write your book. You know what I mean? So I think the important thing is that they give you the feedback that the audience is going to get to improve so that you can put the best possible product out there. I think that that's amazing. That's something that we did not get from anyone else. It kind of felt like, okay, yeah, we'll put your book out there, the artwork is great, whatever happens, happens, but I think that they really nurture the writers and the audience so that both people have the best possible experience. On that note, John. Yes, So what happens when people submit products
And John, what's the what's the big one, biggest stumbling uh, biggest stumbling point that that, that you come across in the curation process that that, uh, that hinders people's folks um, from coming out in a timely manner? So production issues, primarily artifacting and pixelation, uh, and then there are some other ones that are, are the biggest problems that we have. Adobe Acrobat. The default settings of Adobe Acrobat for PIP files compresses the images so poorly that if you simply use the default settings of Acrobat, you produce a PDF file you cannot use. Um, so we have some settings on the website that, uh, that help you change that. Um, you know, when you submit your book, we, we point out these issues. We give you advice on how to fix them. Uh, another issue that we have is that people like to take, open up InDesign, use the default eight and a half by 11 uh, setting, and they stick their comic right in the center of it. And what that does is it produces a comic that's got a huge white frame around it, uh, which looks horrible. Um, so there are a lot of things that, uh, you know, we're working very hard to like streamline the process. Uh, we're working hard on getting uh, the right feedback. We recently upgraded our, our systems to help us communicate that better people so that we can get them in and out faster. We just recently upgraded, uh, updated our FAQ with information on how best to handle these situations. Um, you know, because the idea is like, we want you to feel like this is a good experience. We want you to feel like, you know, you're getting what you need. Um, so, you know, we recognize these, these are problems and, you know, we just want to make sure that we're presenting your content in the best light possible. So that's not something that customers, the, the upgrades that have to get rolled out to submit this week, it's not something that we service to the customer, no. that's something that's for the creators using the system? Uh, it's, it's more for the review process, yeah. There, we've added, updated some of the, like we recently updated our uh, financial information. One of the benefits that we had with, um, with our acquisition by Amazon is that we are now uh, paying, there's no minimum threshold for electronic so, yeah, so every, every, we pay quarterly net plus five, so there's no, previously there was a $100 threshold to get a check. Now there is no threshold to seek payment uh, regardless of, of what it is, as long as it's electronic transfer. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I believe there are some exceptions for some international. There are, there are some exceptions for international uh, uh, creators. You have to be in one of the SEPA countries. We have all of this information on our website. Uh, in, in the FAQ, we recently sent out an email with this information as well. Uh, you can, and when you present your financial information, you also be presented with this information. Um, I believe there's some, there were some other uh, resources uh, added recently. Oh, <laughs> we've increased. My leading question. Uh, yes, we've, we've increased the number of people reviewing content so that we can actually get to it in a more timely fashion. Um, <coughs> You know, submit is a big thing for us, it's a big thing for Amazon, so we want to make sure that we're making this the best experience possible. So, you know, the, the, average, uh, with the average turnaround time for a, a comic, for most comics, is uh, six to eight weeks. If there are problems with uh, your PDF file, that'll slow things down, so your mileage may vary. Um, but, you know, like I said, like, you know, with Bethany, I know, Bethany, you guys had problems with, with your comics that you had to work through. We did. Um, our first issue, like he said, we did have the white margins around it. There's a lot of learning curve that comes with, especially digital 
publishing when you print something you think it's perfect but it's not this it doesn't translate the same way in a digital platform so you do have to take those things into consideration and I you know like I said before they're very helpful in the critique to, to make those changes so we did experience some issues when we first submitted that we were able to correct and still get our book out there on time at the same release date that we were aiming for. I, I should point out something that you mentioned. One of the things that, so there's a huge difference between print comics and digital comics. When you get to the end of a print comic, it's very obvious that it has ended. When you get to the end of a digital comic, especially if the final panel is a little bit vague, it's not as obvious that the comic has ended. And, and because it's digital, some people may think that, wait, this is broken. I'm missing the rest of the story. Uh, so one of the things that we have to push back is making it obvious that the story is over by adding like a to be continued or, or putting a page at the end that, that clearly indicates that the story has ended. Um, because, you know, in digital, with all of the technical glitches you can have, like when someone ends on this like really quick, quirky half sentence, you don't know that that's how it's supposed to end. And, and you think that there's more, and then all of a sudden, you know, our, our customer service uh, team is getting inundated with people saying, where's the rest of my book? Well, it seems like there are a lot of people here that want to use Comicsology Smith, so I thought that we'd open up and uh, use the rest of the time for questions. Do we have any questions? Yes, sir, the white. What uh, file format do you guys accept, and is there a maximum download size? It's, uh, we, we have to upload a PDF file, and I think the maximum is around one terabyte. One terabyte? Yeah, yeah we want high-quality PDF files, um, I should point out that if you, so standard comic book production is you use, um, don't use JPEGs. <laughs> never, never, never use JPEGs. Um, you want to use TIFF files, and you want to use uncompressed TIFF files if possible. If you have to use compression, only use LGW compression, never use JPEG. Uh, it just artifacts way too easily. John, could you repeat the question for the audience? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. And the answer. Uh, the, question, the question was, um, what file formats do you accept? And we accept PDF files, uh, and preferably, when you make your PDF file, use high-res TIFF files, not JPEGs, preferably with the uh, lettering layer in a vector format and not merged and rasterized with the TIFF file. What you should do is you know, go get um, hire people who know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a funny, it's a funny byproduct of comics because they are really easy to do by yourself. Like it's not super hard to do. So people tend to think like, well, I'll save money and do it myself. Um, but here's the thing: if you can get a pre-press person and you can get a letterer, and usually they can be the same person, and it does not cost you that much more money, and you don't have to think about it. Are there resources for that that you'd recommend, Josh? Sure, there's digital lettering. Um, you can also look around. Uh, I recommend looking at books that you like, um, small press books specifically, and looking for people who work on them, because usually they will have at least a Twitter account, if not also an email address that you can email them. And uh, the thing about comics that's really cool is we're all pretty nice. Um, so you can just walk up to us and say, hey, do you know any letters? And we'll think, hmm, who do I know who needs work? And then we will give them to you. And they won't use comic sans. They won't use comic sans. Uh, Bethany, you were going to say something? Oh, no, but that's what we do also. Our colors have.
actually resizes all of our files because I'm not sure if a lot of you are very computer savvy. If you are, the best of luck to you guys. Good for you. We're not so much. So we exactly we write all the story of all the explosions and magical stuff is fun, but when it comes to making you know everything that you just said about EDS and we get a little bit lost. So do utilize your resources if you have them available to you. And we do have a microphone over there if any, any of y'all want to stand oh, up. Can you quickly address them? I said it's called Rich Explosion. I'm sorry. Rich Explosion is a research document published. It's called uh, Chronicles Letter in the Chronograph Way. And it's like 10 years old, but it is, it's an illustrator doesn't change. So it's pretty, like, it is, uh, if you're going to be a small press uh, comic creator, even if you have no interest in lettering, spend $10 and get some tears and have it read that maybe. And Richard Starkings, famous, one of the creator of digital lettering, and lettered the Chilton Joe Company and other seminal comic book works. Next question. So you said that there's a five year Thank you. 
confession or do we have to do that before we submit? I think you would have to do it yourself. We, um, again, it's, it's, it's a five-year non-exclusive uh, contract. We take absolutely no rights whatsoever, which is one of the things with the Scotch Life. Um, you know, because you, you're free to do whatever you want. Uh, all trademarks and copyrights, you know, you have to maintain yourself. Um, there's, uh, there's things online you can find about that, um, study guides and, and online resources. You just, if you just go to it's US copyright, uscopyright.gov, it costs 35 bucks and it takes five minutes. And there's inherent, I mean, I'm not all aware of it, but there's inherent, just by having a public with your name and it actually being your content, you just have inherent enhanced copyright protection. Like, it's not great, but technically it would drive you a little bit worse. Next question. Yeah, uh, hey, you know, my name's Mike Lua. I created a, a brand called Elflandia. So I've done, uh, you, create, you did what? I created a brand called Elflandia, is what it is. Uh, I've got about 20,000 followers. And roughly three months or so wow. on social media. Um, great story, fantastic art, very much interested in talking to you guys offline in here. Well, my, my main question is that we talk to a lot of publishers and the publishers are interested in publishing. They're not really interested in marketing. Uh, I want to know a little bit more about what you guys do and the marketing plan, what you do, how do you work with uh, content creators, that sort of thing. Uh, I'm obviously marketing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, you know, it's like, like John said, uh, we when when the book comes out, we, we let you know that the book's coming out, so you can you can promote it on your social channels. Your your you know you can let your friends know. Uh, we have a carousel on the front page of our website where we feature the Comicsology Submit books. We have an email that goes out uh, every week. We have an email that goes out uh, monthly. We have um, we have review copies that we send out of all the books going out every week. We, uh, um, we also include all of the Smith books in the new releases category on the website. Um, so when you're in there with everything else, uh, it's a book day and date, it'll just appear in the day and date book. I mean, how, the many day how many subscribers do you have currently? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, 10,000 or 100,000? I mean, so that when we did our con, when we did Bunker, um, I was really hung up on it. I'm going to do ERM3 and you know, on a website, because that's what people Really, like that's how people want because you read one book and you're getting those websites that everyone talks about. Oh man, like it is just this top of the alley how they DRM our files and how they control them and lock those programs. We sold 20 times more comics on Comicsology than we sold on our own site. And as much as I love these guys, I promoted our site. Like, yeah. Our site was a gateway to go to Comicsology, right? You know, right. and we lit, I mean, not exaggerating, yeah, 20 times more. And we sold a lot of comics on our own. So like, you're, what you're, like, this is the biggest market. I don't think they can say this because they work for other companies. But like, this is the biggest market in digital comics. This is the place. You know, they have a big audience, and you're not going to get bigger. And it's not exclusive, so there's no downside. No, I, 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 I like what I'm hearing in a lot of the formats that you guys look at a lot of publishers, and the format that you have is very attractive. And, and to the marketers, you have 20,000 followers. Like, if you have 20,000 followers in three months, you're set. Yeah. You're good. Keep going. You're so going to get 100 a day. No, like, you know, the, the reality is that nobody markets your stuff like you do. Nobody will ever care about your work as much as you do. 
let's see how many questions we can It's up to you. You should yeah. do what you want. You know, we're 
know, we have very, you know, we have people who do web comics that are ours for free that we sell tons of copies of on the comic sellers today. 42 seconds. Uh, real quick, Josh touched on this. Uh, do you have a resource for people like artists who can't write or writers that can't draw? Do you have any place that links people up? Or is that more of like, I know there's resources out there, there's, there's people on the floor that are like, That's your job. That's your job. <laughs> right. Thank you all so much. Thank you. Thank you.